This program contains techniques and exercises that can cause physical injury. Individuals involved in the production and those demonstrating their skills assume no responsibility for any injury or damage resulting from the execution of techniques and exercises presented herein. Because I'm the best in the world, even though a lot of you don't like to hear it. I just, it's fact, I'm the best, you know what I mean? I sometimes, I don't want to believe in myself, but it's the truth. I'm the best. Enough with the formality. I think we all know what's happening. It's time for the IC Robots show with your host, the champ, IC Robots. Greetings, Earth people. I am from Jupiter. It is me again, the champ, IC Robots, and I'm still not a hero, but I still, I still sacrifice just about a little bit of uh, each and every week. It kind of works out that way to make your week a bit less weak, and this week, I think it's going to get a lot less weak. We got a ton of fun stuff ahead of us. We got, we got some talk about this, going to talk about the Sebastopol flea market, going to talk about some things I got. It's going to be great, but before we get started, we got a new jam from uh, DJ Iceberg 13. Let me see if I can find it here. All right, hold it. Now! Hit it. Introducing the best DJ in the world, Iceberg 13. Batman! Dick, what's wrong? Not Dick, not now. Time for Robin and Batman. Batman. Listen carefully. We haven't much time. Batman. We haven't much time. Time for Robin and Batman. Batman. We haven't much time. Our friend, the Riddler... We'll try his biggest heist tonight. Batman, how are you? Listen carefully. Your riddle was easy. I read the papers too. Oh. You won't catch me. You, you, you won't catch me. I'm still about to show. Okiteimas. Manichi Tarega Shiora. Wanna kill her bats naimasen. Every single day, someone's gotta pay. Big shout out to Will Lionheart, Rodney, Pete Gass, Joey Abs, the Mean Street Posse. Every single day, someone's got to pay. That's how we. That's how we live life uh, on the uh, Icy Robots show. But check this out, man. I've been laid up. I've been hurt. I'm down on the Earth base. I'm in the office right now. I am not, in fact, on the uh, Pooptronic Cellular One Jupiter base. I. I twisted my ankle. Something fierce. I'm just now starting to be able to get up and around. I went out to um, my garage to get something, but I I had this uh, I had this plastic milk crate full of tapes. They're my old tapes from way back in the day, and I've I've been like slowly like sorting them out and like getting the cases matched up and all that stuff. And I I had been doing that during the uh, during the seven days of solitude that was um, so aptly. Uh, talked about on the uh, last POS, the Patreon-only show, but I, I left it right in the walkway near my bicycle, and when I went in there, I stumbled on it, and I tripped, and I I turned my ankle. I didn't fall. I didn't fall all the way. I was able to get my hand on the counter, and I heroically saved myself, but I did, I did turn my ankle something fierce, and the next day, it was, it was black and blue. It was swollen, it looked horrible, and there has been, like, a five-day period in which I have not been able to get around. Your dude has been on crutches. It's been whack. Crutches are awful. They hurt your armpit. I I don't like it, man. The part that I like the least is, like, putting all my weight on my other foot. You know, you got, like, the injured foot up in the air, and the other foot is uh, maintaining all the weight while you, while you limp around. So then, over time, that hip... And that leg starts to hurt. It sucks. It stinks. It's awful. This has been a terrible period. I've been so bored. It's weird. Do you ever like when when you're super busy? Like you're you're crazy busy with like no end in sight to the uh, the commotion. You ever like you wish that you could be sick? You ever you ever do that? Like you're like I wish I had a cold. 
so that I could just, like, lay in bed and watch TV. But then, then, like, I got hurt, right? So I had nothing to do but, like, sit on the couch with my foot up and watch, watch TV, and I... I was going stir-crazy. I watched, like, two seasons of Breaking Bad. Breaking Bad's amazing. I love it. And I, I didn't, like, really mind doing that. And then I, I watched a, another show called, what was it called? Black Summer, I think is the name of it. It's a prequel to Z Nation. It's like this zombie thing. I watched that. And I, I don't know, man. It was just, it was just so boring. It's like, you, you wish to have a break. And you wish that you could just be forced into relaxation, but when that relaxation comes, it's just, I don't know, it's just, it is maddeningly boring. I think, I think what I missed the most was, like, um, doing summer of fitness activities. I like to ride my bike every day. I like to walk the dog every day. I like to go out and shoot hoops. I like to do, I like to do all those things that I could do, none of those things, and those physical activities are, like, tightly tied into my mental well-being. I, I find that there is a direct correlation between physical fitness and mental fitness. Now, I'm not saying you have to be like a jock. You don't got to be buffed. You don't got to be jacked to be mentally fit. But you do have to um go out there and get a little exercise. Do a little, uh, you know, just get the heart moving. Getting the heart moving seems like it really helps the brain to get going. And being unable to do that kind of left me in a state of like, I'm going bananas. I, I am so happy that I'm finally able to get up and out. I, I had to miss the flea market the other week, thankfully. Thank the Lord. I was able to go this past week, but man, I had to miss the flea market. I cannot remember the last time that your dude didn't go to the flea market. I I don't know. It is just like so ingrained into my life going to the flea market that without it, I was going ape. I, I don't know. Have you guys twisted your ankle like this before? I remember being a kid. I would twist my ankle like all the time. The, the elementary school I went to, Binkley, for whatever reason, their, their field was horrific. And I was always out there running and I was always out there doing like kid stuff. And I was always stepping into like gopher holes or whatever. And I would just like, ah, ah, and then get up and go about life. And I didn't even like fall down this time. I just kind of I kind of gave it a twist. I gave it a turn. And I was laid up for days. I couldn't walk across my house. I I don't know. And I I hate crutches so bad that there was actually one point where I had to um I had to go to the restroom. I had to you know, I had to do some of that restroom business and just the idea of using the crutch and having it in my armpit was so it was so awful that I crawled from the couch. I got down on the ground, and I crawled, hands and knees, all the way to the restroom. And then, once I got there, I'm just like, what are you gonna do? Are you gonna crawl in there? That's the restroom, dude. Yuck. I know, I know it's clean. I keep keep a clean, tidy restroom, but there's no way that I'm gonna, like, crawl in there. So I had to, I had to, like, pull myself up using the doorknob, and then I kind of, I kind of hopped all the way over to the uh, latrine. It was, it was awful. You guys didn't need to hear any of that. I just wanted to, I wanted to show you the level that, like, my life has been whack this past week. Don't take, don't take your health for granted. Don't ever take the fact that you could walk around for granted. Because the second you can't do it, your life falls apart. I, I don't even think that's a message that needs to be said. Everybody knows if you can't walk around as well as you normally do, your life's gonna, your life's not gonna be as much fun. Anywho. I'm up, I'm around, and I, I'm enjoying it, man. I'm enjoying just being able to, like, go out and walk the dog. I took the dog around the block, and I'm like, this is, this is so great. This is so awesome. I, I don't know, maybe I just needed that accident to, like, put things in perspective. You know, maybe, maybe I was taking my life for granted. Maybe I was taking summer of fitness for granted, and, uh, I was struck down by heavenly forces. You never know, man. Anything, anything is possible. I just... I wanted to share this with you. I'm missing, I'm missing the Jupiter base. I gotta, I gotta admit, I, I heard from Emily this week. She gave me a couple, you know, text messages and stuff. And I, I don't know. They're, they're just keeping on, keeping on up there, which is, which is what you do in a workplace. But I, I really miss those guys. I, I was hoping that I would get the chance to, um, to see that alien, but I, I didn't. So I don't know. I hope that, I hope that we'll bump into that guy again. That would be, that would be awesome. Emily said that, um, he was, he was having some, some personal issues that she wanted to talk to me about. So I'm, I'm looking forward to getting back up there and hearing what that might be about. I've never, I've never been in a position where I had to like give life advice to an extraterrestrial. So 
that's cool, man. It's always it's always interesting to get to do something that you've never done before. But um, enough of me whinging about this stuff. Let's move into uh, at the movies. We're gonna talk about uh, it part two. Following in the footsteps of Ebert, Siskel, and even that dude named Roper, it's at the movies with IC Robots. comes back we'll come back too take it it kills monsters if you believe it does let's kill this clown it chapter two rated r we went to see It Chapter 2 on a Sunday, and the theater was jam-packed. This movie is doing great business, man. This is this is quite a sensation. The first movie did really great, so it only stands to reason that the second movie would do great as well. It is, of course, a, a live-action adaptation of the famous Stephen King novel It. I, I don't know. Is It Steve King's most popular novel? It might be. That one... That one was quite a sensation. I myself am, I'm a huge, like a gigantic Stephen King fan. I, I have probably read every every book that he's written on his own. I have skipped some of the ones he's worked on with like Peter Straub or with his son and stuff. But over time, I have read just about every single one. I don't usually, I don't get them like as soon as they come out. But I, I get them like, a, you know, paperbacks unlimited or at the flea market or, or somewhere over time. And I do... I do get through all of them, and I, I have to say that it is not one of my favorites. I I like the ones that are a bit, and this is a weird way to put it, but I like the ones that are a bit more down-to-earth with, with like, real-life people and real-life things. I, I myself don't go for, like, the supernatural tales. That's just me. Different strokes for different folks. People love it. It is popular. And that's cool, man. Like whatever you like. You know, just enjoy your life. Get through the life the best that you can. The The theater was all dipped out for it, which I thought was kind of neat. They had, like, all kinds of posters about floating, and there were, like, balloons everywhere and stuff. It was, it was pretty neat. They were giving out red balloons to little kids coming in, so there were, like, all these little kids that looked like... Look like Pennywise was about to get up on him. I I thought that was neat. I think they should do more things like that at the at the theater. Make make the experience more more exciting. Make it more fun. Give a give a little bit. Cause what does a bunch of balloons cost? You know, a bunch of balloons cost very little, and you got you got a lot of fun out of it. I I do have to admit, I didn't like this movie all that much. I I also didn't like the first one all that much, but it's. It's going to be such like a cultural phenomenon that I'm like, I have to go. I got to go check it out. But if I, if I didn't do this show and I didn't feel like a, to some degree of responsibility to like talk to you guys about the important movies, then I may have skipped it. That's how, that's how much I didn't enjoy the first one. I, I don't find Pennywise the clown. He's the main villain in this. I don't. I don't find him to be like that compelling of a character. Like I said, that's just me. I don't I don't so much go for like the supernatural tales and stuff. So this this was kind of lost on me in a lot of ways. I know a lot of people like the kids, the kids and stuff. They they kind of like that stranger thing vibe of kids fighting villains and I I get that, but this one this one has an adult cast with Bill Hader and Jessica Chastain and all kinds of other people, but I I don't know what to say, man. It didn't it didn't grab me in the way that it seemed to grab some of the other people in the audience. I I can't attest to that. The audience was way 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 into this. The the basic plot is this. In the first one, the kids defeat Pennywise. I don't feel like that's a spoiler. The book was written many 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 moons ago. If you can't if you can't spoil like half of a book, it's not even like the ending of the book. It's like the halfway point. The the kids defeat Pennywise, and they vow that if Pennywise, the evil clown, ever emerges again, they will all come back together, and they will fight him. And that's that's exactly what happens in this. He pops up again. He's eating kids. He's doing all kinds of evil stuff. And the losers, that's what they call themselves. They got to team up again 
to defeat him. But they all have grown-up jobs and grown-up responsibilities. They're different people and all that stuff. And there's there's various conflicts and things, naturally. There's many battles with Pennywise. Pennywise is really powerful. It seems like his main... His main power is like the power of illusion. He pulls lots of things where he he makes you see things that aren't there. I guess that's what the power of illusion is, making people see things that aren't there. But he he like taps into your deepest fears and brings them to life in front of you, which which would be awful. That would be terrible. He he can also turn into all kinds of different things. He transforms many many times during the course of the movie. He becomes small. He becomes gigantic. He becomes monsters. He's he's awful. I I don't think the clowns are all that scary. I think they're silly. I think they're goofy. And I don't really I don't really like them as much as the next guy, but I I don't I don't find them scary. They don't they don't bother me in that way, and I think that might be one reason that, that Pennywise is kinda kinda lost on me. I I just think that he's acting like a goof. I think he's acting like a dork, and then all of a sudden he turns into like some kind of some kind of terrible monster. I I don't know. Also, this movie was super duper duper long. It clocks in at just under three hours. And man, by the end, my back was aching, dude. I I was like sitting in my chair and I kept having to wiggle around because the movie just keeps going on and on and on and on. Again, the audience there seemed to really, really enjoy this movie. There was applause. There was laughter, there was like whoops and hollers. People were having a great time. I, I kind of feel like I might have been the only one that wasn't like like super enjoying this. So if you feel like you want to see it, by all means go see it. You'll probably you'll probably get everything that you want out of it, chapter two, but it didn't it just didn't speak to me. It just didn't grab me the way that it does some people. The the length did have a lot to do with it. They go on and on and on and on on about so many different things and there's like so many scenes of like each individual character like facing their fears and there's one part where each character has to go forth and like gather a token that they're going to use to like defeat Pennywise with or whatever and they they show each character going off on a mission to get the token whereas I think you could have like you could have like tightened it up into like a token montage and not like 20 minutes off the movie 30 minutes off the movie and then it may have it may have been a lot more fun. I, I like a short, tight movie. I want movies to be, like, without as much extra added-on stuff as possible. I think sometimes they're trying to give you, like, the most for your money, which I which I could appreciate. But I want, like, a tight, short little story, like a compact little movie. I want, like, an hour and a half, an hour, 40 minutes, something like that. And this this three-hour runtime, it was just it was just too much for me. My dude, Vic Sage. Vic Sage is an authority on horror. You know him from popcultureretrorama.com. He he really enjoyed it. And if you're somebody who likes these things like he does, you might enjoy it a lot too. I'm not saying it was an awful movie. It wasn't an awful movie. I think what I'm saying is like, it just wasn't to your dude's taste. You know, it wasn't, wasn't to your dude's liking. If you've been following me for a while, I think you kind of get the ideas of what kind of movies I like. I like... I like silly action movies. I like indie dramas. I like tear jerkers. I like things like that. And this this wasn't any of those things. Let's go see what they're saying about this on Tomates right now as we speak. Let's uh let's boot up the Tomates. Let's find it right now. The movie as is at 64% with the with the critics, but it's at 80% with the audience. That means 8 out of every 10 people who saw it liked it whereas 6.4 out of every 10 critics who saw it liked it. I I sometimes feel like like when I watch a movie I do fall onto the uh the critic size. The movie is rated it's rated R for disturbing violent content, bloody images, pervasive language and crude sexual material. It was directed by Andy Muschietti who directed the first one. It stars James McAvoy, Jessica Chastain, Bill Hader, Isaiah Musafa, Jay Ray, James Ransone who you might know as a as Ziggy on The Wire, he's pretty good at it. The movie clocks in just under three hours long. It's it's an epic dude. You're getting like six hours of it if you add the first and the second part together. So, with all that said, on the good old-fashioned Source Magazine mic meter, with one being a dud and five being an all-time classic, I'm going to give it uh, three mics. Three mics.
The Jeffersons, Alice and Trapper John M.D. will return next Sunday at their regular times on most of these stations. This week, as the robots tried to unload from Junkathy, he backed to call to Margaret. It didn't go that great. All right, it's me, and we are back. The uh, The main topic of the show this week is a trip we took to the Sebastopol flea market. I think it was like it was like maybe two episodes ago, three episodes ago, we talked about our um, adventure to the Mojo Sales flea market. That's the one here in Santa Rosa at the Veterans Building. There is there is another flea market, the Sebastopol flea market, and they... They used to be, like, the big booming number one flea market. They were the only one in the region. But then when Mojo's opened up in Santa Rosa, it really, it really drained a lot of the shine out of Sebastopol. It, it still has a lot of character. It's a lot of fun. I enjoy going. We go just about every single week. But it's, um, it's flea market number, number two, whereas it used to be flea market number one. Back... Back when we first moved to Santa Rosa, like I said, this was the only flea market in town. And while we didn't go all the time, we did go often enough that I that I have a lot of fun memories of back when this place was was booming. It had it had like a banging snack bar. That was one of the things I remember now. The building is still there, but the snack bar is closed. I think they use it as offices or or whatever. But they they used to have it going with like a full grill. And a full coffee bar, and there were, like, places to sit and eat. And in the corner, there were even video games. They had Smash TV, they had Mortal Kombat, they had Street Fighter, and they they had a couple others. And before the flea market, we would go there and grab some donuts and grab some coffee and sit. And I would... I would play the Smash TV, or I would play the Mortal Kombat and stuff. It was it was a good time, and I, I get sad every time I go by that building and I see it just kind of kind of sitting there. You know, I wish I wish it was open. I wish I could get my hands on the uh, double joysticks and go and, and do some Smash TV. That's one of my that's one of my favorite games of all times. It's so silly, it's so fun. I I don't know. I look back at that time very 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 fondly. This weekend though, I I was out in the garage and I had all of the like the leftover boxes from our last trip to Mojo's and I was like I just want these things gone. I just want them out of here. Either we donate them to the uh, thrift store or or we try one more time and I I started going through them and there just like wasn't a lot of cool stuff left. Most of the good stuff got sold at our last trip. We had a really good trip last time. We we made some skrill, we made some skrillions and got rid of all of our all the good stuff and I'm looking at it and I'm like I don't know. I don't I don't see more than like $30 in the in these boxes and the table itself is $20. But the the wife is forever an optimist, and she's like, why don't we just go? Let's just go to Sebastopol, and we'll sell everything for, like, a dollar an item, and then whatever's left, we'll just, like, we'll give away for free, and we'll get some tacos, and we'll get some horchata, and we'll we'll have a real good time. I'm like, I I don't know. It's gonna be hot, and, like, my ankle's all jacked up. I, I myself would rather just give these to the Goodwill, but her optimism really overshined on my, uh, my injury, so we... We loaded up the truck, and the way that they, the way that they're set up at um in, in Sebastopol is different than the way it's set up at Mojo's. And Mojo's, you just get like a spot in the parking lot, and it's yours to do with as you wish. There they have they have long rows of wooden tables, and you put your stuff onto the tabletop, right? So while at Santa Rosa we bring an easy up to protect us from the sun, here you can't really set one up. You can. But it'll be behind your table. We decided just to bring like an umbrella with an umbrella stand and a couple chairs. It was supposed to be hot. And I I don't like the heat. I'm not like Mr. Mr. Sit in the Sun all day. I like to go outside. I'm the sunshine superman. I'm I'm that guy. But I I, I do wilt after a while. After like hours of straight exposure, I, I start to, to give in. Some people can handle it. I, I can handle it to a degree, but not to the degree of some people. So we we brought the umbrella and I don't know. I I didn't have the best hopes. I didn't really feel like this was going to be an amazing trip, which a kind of, that kind of thinking goes ahead and makes the future. If you go in, you think you're going to have a good time. You tend to have a good time. If you think you're going to have a bad time, you tend to have a bad time. My, my feeling on this was the, the Sebastopol flea market isn't like a high earning flea market. When you go there and you look around, just about everything's a dollar. 
every time you ask how much something costs, the answer is inevitably a dollar. I buy things there for like 25 cents all the time. It's just, it's not the high-end kind of flea market like in Santa Rosa. And a lot of the stuff we had was like dollar stuff in Santa Rosa. So dollar stuff in Sebastopol is going to turn into like 25 cent stuff. I do like going out there. And I do like selling, but I I don't want to give up my day. I don't want to spend my day in the sun and then come back with like $12. It's just not worth it. I'd rather go see a movie. I'd rather go have breakfast at Crystal Corner. I'd rather do anything. But she wanted to do it, so we we set the alarm for 6.30 and we were all set to go. But for whatever reason, we slept right through the alarm. By the time we got up, it was like 8.30 and I'm like... I don't want to go. I don't really want to do this. I I was being like a real negative Nelly, but she again, she shined above me. And she's like, let's just go. Let's just go. Let's just go see. So we we went down there and Sebastopol is maybe, it's maybe like 20, 30 minutes from where we are. Not, not like super far. I think 30 is more accurate, but uh, it's a bit, you know, it's a bit of a slog. It's not like next door or anything. The Santa Rosa flea market is like 10 minutes. From where we are. That's easy peasy. It's also like lots of weird back roads. It's out in like the ruralist of Sebastopol. And with my with my janky ankle and stuff. And the the, the good old Icy Robots mobile doesn't have the best shocks. So I'm just like, I'm getting bounced around. The wife was driving. It was, it was not really all that fun. And by the time we got there, it was, I don't know. It was like too late to set up. It was probably like 9.30. Before we showed up and the flea market's like, you know, it's an early man's game. You know how it is, man. All the, all the good buyers had already, already come and gone. So we just like, we sat out there in the sun. We didn't make very much money. It was, it was like all in all, not that awesome. And it, it made me just like sit there and think about like the, the golden heydays of the Sebastopol flea market. Back when, back when I was going in the, uh, the days of my youth, there were, like, so many fun things there that aren't there anymore. There was, um, a bootleg tape guy. I'm talking, like, audio tapes. There was, like, a bootleg tape guy who had, like, this whole table full of, like, the hottest hits of the day. You know, he had, like, Madonna. He had Marley Marl. He had LL Cool J. He had Cool Modi. He had the Beastie Boys. He had all the all the hot tapes of the day, but like bootleg copies. They were like they were like not home recorded copies. They were produced at some factory somewhere, but the the inserts were one sided, only like the picture side. There's nothing on the inside, and the the cassettes were much lower quality than the ones you would get down at Rainbow Records, and the. The print would always come off, but they were only like two fifty or three dollars. A lot of my, a lot of my early tapes when I was a kid were Sebastopol flea market tapes. I still, I still have a few. The um, the self-titled Madonna debut that we play in the car is one of those, and I, I like it. The one that I remember playing the most was uh, Marley Marl in Control. Marley Marl was the producer of the Juice Crew. The Juice Crew was like MC Shan, Cool G Rap, Big Daddy Kane, guys like that, and he. He put together like this really cool comp of all the uh, guys on um, the Juice Crew, and I I played that one to death. I would love nothing more than to find another bootleg copy of In Control Volume One. That's one of my one of my holy grail tapes. I never I never not never expect to find it, but you know you never know. They were selling them around the Sebastopol area, so it's possible I might find one at like a garage sale or like a flea market. Uh, you never know. You never know. There was also. There was also a fortune teller at the flea market. And this guy was there. He was there forever. He had like his own, his own like fortune teller stand that he would wheel out into um, an empty space. It had like, it had like curtains and like those beads that come down that you have to like separate to walk through. And he, he would sit there and he would, he would tell your fortune. I remember the wife and I went there during... During, like, the early days of us dating, and we were like, let's get our fortune told. I, I don't normally mess with dark forces, but we thought it would be fun. We thought it would be cute. And the uh, the fortune teller guy, like, took our palms, and he read our palms, and he's like, I have to warn you. I have a feeling that you're going to get pregnant within the next few days. So 
we were both like super scared that that would happen and it really it really like curtailed our relations for uh, quite a long time because we didn't want that evil um prophecy to come true the fortune teller guy was really cool though he wore like genie pants and he had like long hair with those i don't know what you call them those like little golden discs that uh they rattle when you move your hair he had those like woven into his locks and he wore these like really small like john lennon glasses with blue lenses he he really did it up he had incense and like kooky music in there it was it was one of the fun things about the flea market i have to admit when i when i was working at bradley video the fortune teller guy he must have lived in the rinkin valley area because he started coming into the video store all the time and i i i lost a lot of the luster for the fortune game when i saw a homeboy come in wearing like jeans and a denim shirt i'm like the fortune teller homies wearing a Canadian tuxedo. I can't believe it. Where are the beads? Where are the incense? I don't know. It was it was weird. There was also a guy there who would sell comics, and this guy was there forever. He had boxes upon boxes upon boxes of like twenty five cent comics, and that's where that was where a large percentage of my comic collection came from for a while because I was working on, I was working on a pretty low budge, and I, I read a lot of, like, Magnus Robot Hunter, and a lot of the things like that, that, uh, that homie had Richard Hazard Merck, you know, a lot of these, a lot of these weird 80s and 90s comics, I, I wonder what happened to that guy, like, one week, he just didn't show up, and then he never, he never showed up again, he's over, he was over near where the guy who, um, he's still there today, he copies keys, there's, a uh, one of those guys there, and that, the comic guy used to be next to his booth, but he's not there anymore. The The guy and the gal who sell bootleg baseball hats, they're still there. These guys have been there forever. I, I gotta give it up to them having an incredible amount of consistency. There also used to be mariachi bands at the flea market. Not every single week, but frequently there would be mariachi bands and that was that was kind of cool it added like this neat background music like while you were shopping through you would you would hear like this live band nowadays the only music you hear is like people who sell car stereos there's like a few different car stereo guys and they'll they'll hook up these uh, giant speakers and play i don't know like like mexican rap music is what it sounds like to me i don't know what you would call it but um it's like mexican rap music i guess i don't i don't know mexi rap i have I have no idea. That's the background music of the the Sebastopol flea market now, Mexi rap. I I do like it there, though. the The big draw for me, aside from the you know the vendors, is the food. The Sebastopol flea market has many, many, many awesome food vendors. There's like two or three different taco trucks. One of them has the best ever street tacos, and they're like a dollar each. I'll get like five and mac them down. It's only like five bucks. You can get a Diet Coke for another dollar. It is, it's amazing. They have this one vendor who, um, they roast corn, like corn on the cob. And then they, they cut all of the kernels off and they put them in a cup and they mix it with a little mayonnaise, a bit of cheese, some spicy stuff and some other stuff. And they, they give it to you with a spoon. It is an amazing treat. It is delectable. There's, there's another booth where you, you start off and you get a bowl. They give you like a plastic bowl. And then you go down this like this like cafeteria style thing. It's similar to like a like a Mongolian barbecue where you get to pick like your different veggies and stuff. They have all these um all these plates of diced vegetables like carrots, zucchinis, jicama, you name it. Just like any diced vegetable you can ever think of. And you you pick them out with a with a pair of tongs, and th- then at the end, they, they add all kinds of, like, different spices and stuff, and they mix it all up, and they serve it to you in a cup, and it is, it's amazing, it sounds very simple, but when they do it all together, it is dynamite, I love it, they have all kinds of, like, juice vendors, people with, like, big tubs of, like, pineapple juice, or chata, watermelon juice, there's, like, a pupusa stand, it is, it is so great, if you, if you kind of think in your head, I'm going to go get something to eat and I'm going to look around the flea market a bit. It can be a very exciting day. Sadly, though, we didn't have like an awesome day. My, my my premonitions were right. The stuff that we had wasn't like dynamite. I I feel sometimes you can be as optimistic as you want. But in the end, the 
The truth is the truth. The reality is a reality. We didn't have, like, anything that great. So after after we set up, it was a while before we before we even had our first sale. And that was like, that was like a dollar. Everything we were flipping was like a dollar. And it was just, I don't know. I was getting, like, maddeningly annoyed. Just, like, sitting in the sun. Just making, like, two dollars. It was... I don't know, not like the best day we've ever had by, um, by any means. I also had the ankle to contend with. That was really, uh, that was really being like a thorn in my side. It was a lot of, a lot of get up, get down, get up, get down. Like somebody would come and look and I would stand up and be like, hi, how are you? And then they wouldn't get anything and I would have to go sit back down in the chair and then somebody else would come and I would be like, hi, how are you? And then I would not sell anything, and I'd have to go sit back down. Not not the best day of all the days I've ever had. I think that while I wouldn't take it back, like if I could go back in time and take it back, I wouldn't because in the end, we did we did get some tacos, we did get some juice, so it was it was fun. After after a while, though, we were just on the tip of like we're not going to sell any of this stuff. None of this stuff is going to go anywhere. Let's just Let's just give it away. So we were, like, calling out, free stuff, free stuff. First, before we did this, we were like, everything's a dollar, everything's a dollar, and people weren't coming to get the dollar stuff. So we're like, everything's free, everything's free. And at that point, people started coming around, and we were able to get rid of, like, not everything that we had, but, like, a lot of it. It's weird to see people take stuff when it's free. I wonder, like, what are they going to do with it? It's just going from my garage into your garage, but you're saving me a trip to the Goodwill, I guess, in the end, so that, that's something, I, I would call this whole day a miss, it was all kind of a clunk, hurt ankle, too much sun, not enough money, I think overall, we made maybe $25, and with the price of the table being $20, we're like $5 ahead, which is, that is in no way worth spending hours and hours in the sun. I guess if you take the tacos and the horchata, we were down. We're down, so I maybe I should have listened to my gut. But when the, um, when the wife gets optimistic, it's hard to say no. She really has, like, this power to compel you. You know, you feel like, well... She's being so happy about it, and she's being so good about it. If I don't go and do it, I'm being a real pill. And who wants to be a pill? You don't want to be that. You want to be a nice guy. So when when I talked to her about it, she was like, well, that was fun. That was great. That was really a cool time. And I'm just like, where were you when all this was going on? Because that wasn't a cool time at all. But it's like, in the end, life is all about perspective. She had a good time. She thought it was fun, so therefore, it was a good time. I didn't have a good time. I thought about, I just focused on my ankle, and I focused on the sun, so I had a bad time. I, I don't know, I'd have to say she's the winner. She went home, she thought it was great, she had a good time. Later, we rented a movie over at Joe Video, we got, um, we got Beirut, and she was like, what a great day, what a great day we had. We went to the flea market, we had tacos, and now we're watching, like, a John Hamm movie. This was like, this was an awesome day, and in my mind, I'm like, what a clunk. Didn't make any money. Got sunburned. My lips are dry. My face is red. Made five bucks. Lost a dollar in the end. Watching a movie that's only, only all right. Who's better? Her or me? I have to say her, I guess. Let's move into the final segment of the show. This was, this was a bummer. What a bummer segment. I apologize. <laughs> Covering the world of vintage and current film and television since 2010. Shall we play a game? Featuring in-depth conversations on sci-fi, horror, fantasy, comics, toys, and conventions. Game over, man. It's game over. Geekfest Rants is an entertainment podcast for genre geeks like you. So say we all. So say we all. Join us by listening in at iTunes, YouTube, and at geekfestrants.com. Done the impossible and made it to the final segment of the show. This is the part where I see robots talks about stuff you bought, saw, or was thinking about. It's pretty random. All right, it's me. I'm back. This is it. We made it to the end. We were all successful in our journey. Well, let's not let's not count the chickens before they're hatched. But I I can see them cracking through the shell right now. I think 
I think we're gonna make it. I feel good about it, but again, you don't want to jinx yourself. I, I've been stir crazy, right? Like, I, I've just been stuck in the house for the most part, except for that flea market trip with the, with the bum ankle, right? And, and one day, you know, the wife comes home from work, and I've been, I've been sitting watching, uh, Netflix all day with my, my foot elevated, and I'm, I'm telling her, I'm going bananas. I'm going insane. I can't handle this. We gotta, we gotta go do something. What should we do? So we, we, we thought about it for a second and we decided, hey, why don't we go to the Crossing the Jordan? That is, that's a local thrift chain that we have here in, um, Sonoma County. They're really great. They're like a real thrift. If you, if you donate something to them, it goes just about like directly right onto the sales floor. They don't do eBay. They don't do like Goodwill online or any, Anything like that, all the money goes to charity. They are my favorite chain far and away. I love the um the crossing the Jordan. So we uh we got in the car and we're you know, we're going over there, she's driving, and as we as we pass by the CVS that used to be the Long's Drugs on Fourth Street, my favorite my favorite long gone drugstore, Long's Drugs, I I used to love that place so bad. That was where you would always be able to pick up, like, your bootleg He-Man, you know, your knockoff He-Man figures, or, like, big rubber dragons, or things like that that were that were popular, like, back in the 80s. That was just, like, the bootleg spot, man. Not, like, bootleg. I mean, I guess you mean, like, knockoff. You know, all these all these off-the-wall He-Man things they, they used to have. Plus, they had a soda machine in the front, and for 20 cents, it would give you a, um, a cup. A cup of soda. It was, it was dynamite. That was where I got my first taste of them. Cherry cola. You could, you could like mix and match the different flavors. They also had a, um, like a warm drink machine where you could get like hot chocolate or coffee. They had, they had chicken soup. And for whatever reason, I was a mark for this chicken soup. It was like 25 cents. It was, it was pretty much just broth with like a few noodles in it. But I, I used to like this stuff. I got it all the time. But anyway, we um we were going past the uh the CVS and I was like, "Hold on. I saw I saw a couple TV sets sitting in the parking lot, just like just like sitting there." And I'm like, "I think that one I think that one had two knobs. I think that's an old TV." So I I got her to turn around and we we dipped into the parking lot and I was right. Lo and behold, I found a 20-inch black and white Zenith. It is beautiful. It has um, the UHF and the VHF knobs. It has like neat antennas that come out the out the top. And best of all, it works. It works beautifully. I love it. It's in the office down there in the Earth base right now. It is. It is so great. And on top of that, I found a very similar color TV right next to it. And I'm just like, who would leave these here? These are amazing. I love these so bad. My week has been made. This was one of the one of the most fun scores I've had in a while and it was free. It was a curb score. I I'm so excited. I have I have two TVs in the office. I have my I have my more dependable pink Hello Kitty TV. This is the one that I that I watch my wrestling tapes on. That I watch my old UFC tapes and all that that stuff. It's it's a good dependable TV and then right next to it I have the Zenith. This is like the crown jewel. It's beautiful. And I use, I use the splitter. I split the, uh, the, the coaxial cable. So both of them can play the same images at the same time. So if I want, I can watch my wrestling tape in black and white. And I can watch it in color at the same time, like right next to each other. When I, when I was a, a young sprat, you would, every once in a while you'd see something on TV where like a crazy guy or a rich guy would have like a big wall of TVs, or you'd have, like, a whole bunch of TVs, like, in a row, and I, I always wanted that, I'm well, I'm well on my way right now, I have two, at one point over the past week, I got, um, I have, like, a small, like, a portable, like, a handheld, you know, one of those, like, handheld TVs, and I, I split the coaxial cable three ways, and I put them together, but I, I didn't have enough room to really separate them, I had to put one on top of the other, and they, they kind of like caused interference with each other. The the zenith got a little a little shaky, so I I undid it. But for but for a couple minutes, I had like three TVs all showing like 1980s mid Atlantic wrestling. It was it was dynamite. I was I was on cloud nine. I uh I also have a Roku attached to it, and there uh, there was like a time last week where I watched an episode of Stranger Things in black and white. It was so fun. It was so creepy. I'm not the biggest Stranger Things guy in the world. I like it. I think it's fun. I don't, 
I don't hate it or anything, but a lot of you guys out there like really love it. And it doesn't it doesn't connect with me that way. I think it's fine. I've watched it. I've watched all of it. I've enjoyed it. But uh it was pretty cool to watch it on um a neat little black and white zenith. So so creepy. Everything looks creepy on black and white. I I don't know why that is, but it is it is what it is. Let's see what else is going on. I I only got like one toy this week. We went to the um to the Walgreens because we ran out of ibuprofen. You got to keep your ankle up. You got to stay on your IBs and all that stuff. And we'd ran out and I I wanted to go. I had to get out of the house. You're probably going, why didn't you go to the CVS when you're over there? I don't like CVS. It's weird to me. I don't like it. It's carpeted. I don't, I don't dig it. But, um, we, we went to the Walgreens and I, I kind of dipped through the toys. Walgreens toys are always disappointing to me. Sure, they have mini-mates. They have some Marvel Legends. They have some DC Universes or whatever they're called. But it's been like, it's been like the same ones. For years and years and years. They've had this one WWE Alexa Bliss action figure sitting there for... I, I'm not even kidding. Like two and a half years it feels like. But uh, we we went over there and I, I found a pin mate. You know, pin mate by uh, Biff Bang Pow. They're, they're like the uh, Fisher-Price little people. They're small. They're wooden. They're little pegs. I got I got a Howard the Duck. I thought he was cool. I, I got him for what I thought was going to be 250 He was half off. But then when he went to check out, he was actually half off that. It was a dollar and a quarter. What a great buy. I love it. He's great. Out of that set, there is Carnage, the Punisher, and then there are two different Howard the Ducks. One in brown, one in red. The red is the chase. I got the I got the brown. I I, I didn't get the the cool chase variant. I already I already have the Punisher. I think this Punisher pinmate is such a neat little guy. He's he's like a cute little homicidal maniac, such a cutie. I put him I put him up on the top of my uh, Sesame Street playset, so it looks like it looks like he's up there getting ready to sniper on uh, Oscar the Grouch, which is you know something he would do, being like a lunatic. I really do like the Punisher, though. He's I don't believe in guilty pleasures. I think if you like something, you like it. But I I really like reading Punisher comics. They're so violent. They're so gory. They're so bad. I I feel a little ashamed, but I don't because because they're good. What can I say? Garth Ennis and the Punisher is like. An awesome, awesome, awesome combo. What else? I'm trying to think what else might have been going on, but it's been it's been like a slow week because I've uh, you know I've been hurt and stuff. Not not been venturing out into the world all that much, doing fun, exciting things. We did we did go to the Walmart, and I, I saw something that I have never, not never, never, not never seen before, and that is a bat, a bat flying around inside the Walmart. Now. It was, it was the cutest little baby bat. Don't get scared, engineer nerd. It's a nice one. He doesn't like bats. I think bats are dope. I think they're cool. Even though, even though they do have the power to turn you into a vampire. But that's, that's fine. I, I don't think it would be that bad being a vampire. When, whenever you see like some kind of a vampire thing, the dude's always like, I'm so tormented by these, by these powers and by this immortality. I'll never, I'll never not never see the sun again. I, I'm just miserable. I, I think that if you gave me, like, super strength and super speed and the ability to turn into a bat and all these things and all all there was as far as, like, being a catch was that I, I couldn't go out in the daylight, I think, I think I'd learn to accept it. And if it was, if it was driving me crazy, like, if I couldn't handle it anymore, I would just, uh, I'd go out into the sun and I'd disintegrate. It's not a big deal. But, um, I, I like bats and I saw one flying around. I was looking in the, uh... In the, the the clothes, I needed um some socks, and I was I was in there limping around on my crutches, and uh, a bat flew right over my head, like right over my head, and all the way across the store. I saw it. A couple other people saw it, but it's always cool when when you see anything that you've never seen before. And I can say I've never, 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 never seen a bat inside the uh in the Walmart. I I got a record. I picked up a record. This was from actually a couple weeks ago. I still haven't had the chance to play it, but I have it um I have it on CD, but I, I wanted it on, on vinyl as well because um there's like certain things that seem they just seem like appropriate on vinyl. I'm not the kind of dude who's like, I want everything in its original format. But when you get the chance to pick up something that you have and you already enjoy in the original format, it is kind of fun. And I've had this CD for a while, so I was pretty pretty stoked to be able to get it on vinyl, and that is uh Buck Owens in Japan. I I am a gigantic Buck Owens fan. You guys might know him for for Hee Haw and stuff, but he's he's an awesome songwriter. He's really one of the best as far as being able to write like a catchy pop tune. This is um this is a recording put together at a show he did in Tokyo. It's it's a lot of fun. Buck Owens live records are are really great. He has this one and he has Live in Carnegie Hall, which I 
which I have on CD and I want to pick up on vinyl as well, but I haven't seen them when I was over at the last record store. We've been making this like a weekly, maybe like bi-weekly trip over to the record store and it's fun. It's a great way to spend, uh, you know, like an hour in the afternoon flipping through the vinyls, looking through the CDs, looking through the used CDs. It's great. They even have tapes. They have like a whole, a whole like a, I would call it like a bin like a giant bin underneath the vinyls, and they're they're like full of tapes. They're all a dollar. They also have like a collectible tape um, wall, which is which is pretty neat. But I I'd wanted this for a while, and I got it for four ninety nine, which I which I think is great. It's in really great shape. The cover has some damage, but I'm not like Mister Need the Sleeve to be completely great. I don't even care if it's split. To be honest with you, I'll just um I'll get a I'll get like a cover, you know, like a bag put over it so it's not a big deal but I do I do want the record to be able to play all the way through without any skips I I can handle like a minor skip like a small skip but when it gets like stuck in one place I hate that I hate having to walk over and uh nudge the needle a little bit I'm I'm generally like a clumsy guy with my hands and I I always seem like if I try to give like the you know the stylus like a small nudge I end up like flicking it like I'm flicking a paper football in that, uh, you know, that game where you make a little triangle, and I, I send it flying, but this is a, this is a cool record, I'm really, I'm really looking forward to checking it out, when, when the wife and I go, and we get records together, I don't feel right listening to it by myself, do you feel that way, I feel like we got it together, we gotta share the experience of hearing it together, and we haven't had the chance to do that yet, but we will, we will eventually, and then, uh, we'll both be happy, it'll be great. I, I don't know if you guys listen to this show. It's called The Retro Network. It's hosted by my dude, Jason Gross. It's really it's really great, the TRN podcast. And lately, Homeboy on there has been a... He's been talking about Trapper Keepers. He he got comped a copy of the Trapper Keeper game, which uh, my, mom, my man uh, Javier sent me a cool link to. So I was I was down with that. But uh, my, my dude, Jason, has been like into into uh the trapper keeps for a while and he went out on ebay and he got himself one and he he put stickers all over it his one is a batman animated one and i i was feeling it when he was talking about it i was really feeling this project and i i actually had found a trapper keeper a couple weeks before at the dig it's a it's not a trapper keeper it's a data center it's different but it's um it's by mead and it's very 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 similar it has a it has an adorable puppy and an adorable kitten on it. I I sort of kind of collect folders. Whenever I see vintage folders at the flea market of the dig, I I pick them up. So when he started talking about trapper keeps, I was like, I should I should set my trapper keeper up because I had it in one place and then I had the folders in another place. So I I put them all together and now I have this amazing like 80s trapper keep folder combo i have one two four three folders in here only only the real mead folders with the holes going here i have a bunch of other folders but i only wanted the mead the first one the first one i have has a a 10 speed bike on it and like a beach scene it's really great the second one has like a bunch of a bunch of like 80s design work with like lines and circles and the other one is similar to that but it has it has like zigzaggy lines it kind of looks like zz toppy the the data planner is in the uh, trapper keep and it's from 1983 which i think is which i think is pretty neat and i have like a little uh like a notepad and i've been keeping notes in here but actually using the um the data center as a as an actual data center i've been keeping show notes and stuff in it, but I have it right here. And the the thing that he talked about in the show that made it so appealing was he was um he was putting stickers all over it. So I started thinking I'm gonna do the same thing. So I went through uh I went through my sticker book and I put one, two, three, four, five, six stickers. And I think I think I'll tell you about these really quick. The first one is like it's a popcorn kernel and it says "Poppin' Good." It's a it's a scratch and sniff sticker. It smells like butter. It's really great. You can hear me scratching it right there. The next one. The next one is a Smurf, kind of a run-of-the-mill common Smurf, holding a piece of toast with jelly on it, and it's grape-scented. And then on the bottom left-hand corner is Smurfette kissing a grape. It's also grape-scented. Scratch and sniff. It works great. And then I got a, a neat one that says Dynamite that I put across the bottom. And then I took one of my one of my better stickers. I have, like, you know, random, random average 80 stickers, but then you have some that you're saving 
for like the perfect moment. This one has a uh, Han Solo and Chewbacca. It's from 1977 from the original Star Wars trading card set. It's beautiful. I put it on there. And then the um the favorite one I think of all of these is a uh, scratch and sniff pizza one. Do you remember the scratch and sniff pizza smell? It was so I'm smelling it right now. It was so great. I love it. It smells I don't know, like like pizza spice, like oregano. It's so it's so great. It's crazy to think that this sticker's been floating around since the '80s and it still smells like pizza. But I I really like this folder. I like it a lot. I I got to give it up to my dude Jason Gross. If you're not listening to the TRN podcast on the Retro Network, I recommend it. It's like an hour and a half every week. They talk about retro stuff. It's a ton of fun. One of my favorite shows. They give me a nice shout out. The other week, just for giving them a retweet, so I, I appreciate that. It's a cool show. Check it out. I I don't know what else I got for you guys this week. I've gone over a lot, a lot, a lot of things. I I don't know. It's been it's been kind of boring for your boy. Why don't we talk about what's going to be coming up over the next few weeks? That that ought to kill a bit of time. Next week, we're going to do a top five. I think out of all the topics that we do on the reg, top five is my favorite. It's so fun. It's so fun to rate things. We're going to do a top five of cakes. We're going to do what are the top five greatest cakes of all the time and space. It's going to be, it's going to be a ton of fun. You guys can't wait for it. You're going to die. You'll die before then of anticipation. I can, I can see it now. And then the next week after that, we're going to only be a, we're only going to be available for patrons. It's a patron only week. And for that week, we're going to have something fun. We're going to have an audio handbook of the Marvel Universe about Dazzler. We all know, we all love Allison Blair, aka the Disco Dazzler, and I recorded, it's about, it's about half an hour going over the history of Dazzler. There's music, there's sound effects, there's fun. It's really, it's really cool. If you want to get down with that, all you gotta do is head over to supportthereport.com and sign up for Patreon for as little as a dollar a month. You can get, like, there's 10 episodes of the P.O.S., the patron-only show. There's my mixtape audio show called Icy Robots Radio. It's a bunch of hip-hop mixtapes I made back in the day. They're hosted by they're hosted by Emily and Iceberg. It's uh their early adventures on a deep space spaceship. It's cool. There's there's a bunch of real wisdom where I talk about morality and movies. There is I don't know. There is a lot 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 of good stuff. You want to get down with that. It could be yours for only a dollar a month. It's not that much. It's not that much at all. It won't break the bank. I hope it won't. If it does, don't join. If you can't join because a dollar is going to break the bank, hit me up. I'll send you the link for free. I don't, I don't mind. I don't want to, I don't want to keep anybody out of here. This past week, we posted uh, episode number 10 of the POS, and I have heard nothing but good things so far, which is great. People seem to um, enjoy it. That show, that show's a little more off the cuff. It's me with my mini recorder going around, doing different stuff, having life adventures. I... I like to record calls from telemarketers and play them on the show. I I give these guys the business. I feel like, why are you calling and trying to scam people? Don't do that. It's a bad, bad way to get through life. So I, I give them a little bit of the business and I put it on the show. It's fun, man. It's off the cuff. You get to see, you get to see a bit more behind the scenes kind of stuff than you do here on the, uh, the good old ISR show. I, I don't know. That's just the way it is, man. That's the hook. The hook is you get to be... Behind the scenes, you get to be with me in the garage. You get to be with me in the Earth Base. You get to be with me at the Goodwill, at the arcade. I I was playing Street Fighter. Recorded me playing Street Fighter the other week. It was great. I've heard nothing but awesome things from everybody. Everybody loves it. It's the greatest show in the world, aside from this one. I'm going to go out on a limb. I'm going to say, I think right now, that's the better show. I think it's the more fun show. I, I enjoy doing it more. So you want to get down with that, I just do it. It's going to be great. So... I am going to get up out of here, but um, until next time, until next week, when we're going to talk about cakes, we're going to be back up there on Callisto, back up there on the Jupiter moon base. We're going to have Emily, we're going to have Iceberg, we're going to have all the cast of characters you know and love. Hopefully, hopefully my ankle will be uh, unswollen and I'll be able to get uh, on the shuttlecraft that takes me up there. So until then, this is me. Icy Robots, signing off for mostly myself. Hey, man, you guys love each other. Do something nice for somebody this week. So until we meet again, if you don't know, now you know.
because we only have one rule on this team. What is that rule, Twiggy? E-L-E. That's right, E-L-E. What does E-L-E stand for? Everybody love everybody. Everybody love everybody. Right there up on the wall. Hi. If you've got a second, please drop by supportthereport.com and peruse all of the patron-exclusive content available to those who have the kindness, nay, the courage, to toss in a couple of bucks in support of the greatest podcast in the world, The I See Robot Show. It's well worth the time, and on an ethical tip, it's what Captain America would do. Supportthereport.com